0: Welcome to First State Insights, offering information, perspectives, and analysis for public policy, management, and community and economic development in Delaware. Hi, everyone, and welcome to First State Insights, a podcast presented by the Institute for Public Administration. My name is Troy Mix, and I'm Associate Director at the Institute, which is a research and public service center in the University of Delaware's Biden School of Public Policy and Administration. We call ourselves IPA for short. Thanks for tuning in today. Today's episode is a special Freight Friday edition of First Aid Insights, brought to you through a partnership of IPA and the Delmarva Freight Working Group. On June eleventh, 2020, I spoke with two representatives from Dot Foods, Director of Transportation Mark Snyder and Transportation Manager Brian Sylvester. Dot Foods is North America's largest food industry redistributor, and Mark and Brian work at the company's newest distribution center in Bear, Delaware. We spoke about Dot Foods' Delaware facility, including the current status of operations and short and long-term plans for growth. Let's get to the conversation. So, Brian and Mark, thanks so much for joining me today. Hope you're doing well. Yes, happy to be here. Could you start off by telling us a little bit about Dot Foods and the role it plays in the food supply chain?
1: Sure. Well, this is Mark. I will uh, start us off. Dot Foods is a company that's been around 60 years, founded by Robert and Dorothy Tracy. Uh, it's still a family-owned business to this day. Mount Sterling, Illinois is our, our headquarters, and we have the largest redistributor in the country. And I'll tell you a little bit about what that is. Uh, but we have 12 distribution centers uh, nationwide. Delaware, of course, being the newest and the brightest, absolutely. But uh, what we do for redistribution uh, in the food supply chain world, you got manufacturers and you got distributors who take things to the end user. Uh, What Dot Foods does is we step in the middle to bridge that transportation issue that always happens between manufacturers and distributors. So we go out and we secure product from manufacturers. We fill our warehouses, and then distributors come directly to us order exactly what they need on an ltl basis they can order a truckload of product from us they can order three cases from us if that's all they need uh so we solve basically all the transportation issues you know in this food
0: supply chain world and how many uh kind of brands do you cover what type of food do you cover what's the range well
1: we we have dry refrigerated frozen so we basically handle it all we have uh we have over 36 hundred distributors that we we serve to and uh we hold in most of our warehouses over 30,000 products. We have access to over 100,000 brand new you know that we don't necessarily stock, but we can get our hands on and get the customer.
0: So, how, what, uh, your sites across the country, how do they vary? And what role does the Delaware operation play?
2: The, the Delaware operation role that we play. So, where we're strategically located at, we've got a lot of vendors in New Jersey, uh, southeastern Pennsylvania, that we pick product up from. Uh, We just don't pick product up for our customers that we service out of Delaware, but we pick them up for the entire country. So, there's a tremendous amount of product that gets shipped out west back to Mount Sterling um, that they then disseminate through the rest of the United States for the customer across uh,
0: us and so delaware is one of the newer or it is the newest site is that correct
2: yes we are the newest site uh, we are the 12 pc that came online late february early march we employ currently 109 employees um the largest two groups are drivers where we currently have 34 drivers 37 warehouse members make up the bulk of uh bulk of that number As we take on more territory over the next couple years, we'll end up with over 250 employees by 2023. And our territory will grow from what it currently is, Eastern Shore, Maryland, uh, Delaware, uh, Southern, New Jersey. Um, We'll gradually head north and ultimately end up south of Boston, Springfield, Massachusetts, uh, along the coast.
0: All from this distribution center? Yes, sir. And so as you get to that over 200 employees, will the mix of who they are still remain about the same? So it was almost two-thirds was either drivers or warehouse?
2: Yeah, we'll continue to add uh, to those ranks. Uh, we should be high 80s uh, in drivers by that time and probably double double the amount of uh, warehouse personnel at that time
0: as well. Gotcha. So how does the newest distribution center differ from previous distribution centers, what's going on in Delaware, just in terms of how you're set up or maybe how the driving operation works, are there big differences between them?
2: Facility-wise, I believe Arizona was uh, the first. We're we're an L-shaped building structure. Um, It enables us to blow out both ends of the cooler dock and the dry dock to add square foot uh, to the existing facility. So that's something that's changed over the last few years. We also Got some new technology here on site where we've got an automated uh, trailer washout operation that we park the trailer. A little robot goes on high pressure; um, it cleans the trailer out and then returns to its carriage. So that's a, a first for the company that we have here.
0: So that the building shape that that'll allow you to expand your footprint on site in Delaware as you add employees. Is that what I'm understanding?
2: Uh, more so, adding customers as we're okay. picking up geographical territory. Um, we're playing at about 150 million pounds um, in our first year, and we'll be what, about 400 million pounds uh, by 2023.
0: So, you you mentioned you started, you know, really February, March, getting online, and obviously we've got this worldwide COVID nineteen impacts going on. How did that affect you? Kind of immediately as you were getting going.
1: I'll uh, tell you what. Yeah, as soon as we pretty much came online, we had what one good week where we <laughs> we kind of were rolling as normal, and then the uh, the pandemic hit, and uh, you know we we suffered about a sixty percent drop in volume. Literally, the snap, snap of your fingers, it was that quick. So obviously, you know our plans that we had in place had to change. You know. Uh, we were planned on bulking up drivers to a certain head count uh, by a certain date. We kind of held that off because we didn't have the volume to work people. So yeah, so the pandemic really threw a monkey wrench into our plans. But uh, the good news is, after that initial drop, it's been steadily increasing since then. And uh, we're actually this week that we're in right now, we've had a, a nice big spike of a uh, volume. You know, to basically, you know, that, that spacing these restaurant interest is starting to open up more. As that happens, you know, uh, it will become more fully operational where, where we it in the first place. And uh, yeah, we're projecting toward the fall, which is our busy season, we won't be back to 100% of where we plan to be, but we'll probably be 80 to 90%. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: we're pretty optimistic about that. As I said, with this pandemic, you never know what's going to happen. So we got to play it by ear.
0: Sure. So Talking about your customers, so you mentioned restaurants coming back online. So the reopening is a big part of getting closer to the volumes where you'd like them to be. Are they a big part of your customer base? And did you bring on new customers or try to bring on new customers based on them being shut down?
1: Yeah, we... we, Dot is about 80% food service, which is your basically your restaurant business your schools and things like that. So that's obviously the operation that took a big, big hit. Now, Dot Foods is also involved in retail. You know, uh, Target, CBS, customers like that. Uh, so that business actually grew. Uh, we're actually in the convenience store. Uh, we're building a lot more good relationships with, you know, retail customers like Walmart, things like that. So we are opening up more doors to help us be stronger in the future. Uh, and that should just add on to our food service business, which will return, you know, mm-hmm. uh, maybe who knows when it will be when it once was, but you know, once we got these relationships going with these, uh, uh, retail and convenience store customers, you know, it's going to diversify our, you know, our footprint, what we do and make us basically a stronger company in the end.
0: Yeah, it was a shock for everybody. I'm glad to hear you're getting back to closer volumes to where you wanted to be and need to be. And it's good that you're able to pick up some, hopefully additional customers for the long haul. Uh, so that's to speak. Could we talk a little bit about the drivers that are employed at Dot Foods, particularly at the Delaware site? they're not long haul right they're they're going kind of a route every day or are they home weekends what's their what's their schedule typically
2: so our drivers here are classified as regional so we we do offer better home time than most other companies uh, here locally um, but we do send drivers out for you know a couple two three days at a time our delivery drivers we keep them closer the service the customers and a lot of those drivers are out and back or out on 2-day runs and back uh, back to the dc but again we, we transport so many products between here and illinois chicago that uh, you know there's on occasion drivers that are, are going all the way you know that will be you know say a three to four day round trip uh out and back
0: sure so even the people who aren't going to Illinois, you, you, because Delaware is quite small, frankly, you need to you need to cross state lines a lot. How was that affected uh, during the shutdown? We heard a lot about in the news about rest stops closing, just difficulty getting into facilities that I imagine your drivers might need access to as they're they're making their trips.
2: Uh, the rest stops weren't as big an issue as customer locations. You know, a lot of these guys can pack enough food to take with them. that they really don't need to get into uh, uh, truck stops. Uh, But our customers, because the work that we do is breaking down freight on their docks, we weren't allowed on their docks. That happened fairly quickly. So we went from breaking freight down to basically putting the trailer on the door, they're pulling the freight off, uh, signing the bills, and and then we were on our way. So that that changed a lot for, for our fleet, especially New Jersey. The Philadelphia area and we weren't, weren't able to get in on the docks
0: gotcha what about kind of you know driver safety issues during covid uh, what kind of uh, PPE provisions all those kinds of things distancing how did that work in the driver world
1: yeah we uh, we took a lot of precautions here got both four drivers and for our personnel here at the warehouse uh, you know immediately uh, we they were supplied with Masks with uh, gloves, uh, with cleaning supplies—you know that were hard to get. You couldn't get it the store, but uh, I was able to procure some. We secured those for the drivers, and then an education type thing—just uh, you know, educating them on social distance. And you know, the customers made it easy on us in a lot of cases because they forced us to, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, abide by their rules. So, right, but, uh, right. you know, it, it's been uh, been pretty well received. I think everybody, is, at least our driver corps, really accepted what was going on. It was really out of anybody of our control and no one been alive has ever seen anything like this before. So, but we did a lot of, a lot of education and just a lot of providing supplies and, you know, uh, anything, anything to ease their concerns with anything they had. They they had concerns about going to certain areas and we wouldn't send them in that area. So yeah, so we've been mindful of their, their concerns and, and addressed them as they came up.
0: Sure. So you mentioned, you know, needing to put a a bit of a pause on the getting to your hiring targets. Uh, In terms of the workforce impacts in the short term, everybody's been able to stay on board. Has there been, you know, some leaves that are unanticipated as a result of COVID? Or what kind of flexibility did people need during this time, I guess?
1: Yeah, basically what the... When your volume drops 6%, it it, it hurts. (laughs) But that's a company... We we haven't laid off anyone ever in sixty years. So obviously we diversified what we did. Uh, we started hauling things we call custom haul. We're actually hauling other people's product for them. Now that market really got hit and the prices really dropped. And then we started offering furloughs as well, where they could furlough, take some time off. You know, still an employee, still keep their standing, but they're, but they're on furlough status. Uh, and some drivers have been taking uh, part in that as well.
0: Yeah, understandable for sure. Apart from, you know, drivers and impacts on on them, how has DOT been kind of involved in the community during COVID in Delaware, particularly?
2: Again, the the company is very charitable, and that comes from, you know, Robert and Dorothy. But during this time, when you lose that much work, you know, we have a lot of refrigerated goods that have, you know, expiration dates on them. Um, And when the customers are closed, not taking that product, you know, we found a way to get it made accessible to uh, the food banks, to the schools, um, where we had a couple days where you know we invited invited them here uh, on property, basically had a supermarket set up in our cooler, and they would come through, tell us what they wanted and how much, and we would get it loaded up for them. And uh, we would be able to make use of it prior to the expiration date. Um, overall, company wise, company wide, about Mm two and a half million dollars worth of product that we're able to
0: donate nationwide. What kind of, you know, you mentioned your volume's getting closer to where you wanted it to be. Hopefully that'll pick up as more and more places reopen, but I guess a kind of a two-part question. (laughs) One thing is on the transportation operation side, how complicated it has been to monitor all the reopening? Because I know states and even regions within those states are at different Places in their reopening. And then what kind of factors are you monitoring as you kind of try to get back up to full steam?
1: Yeah, we're, uh, you know, we got a a replenishment department that works uh, very hard with that. You know, Dot Foods, throughout its history, has worked very close with customers and with vendors to kind of gauge the needs in the industry that's going on. So this is obviously a new thing for us, but. you know, I said we downsized inventory throughout this, and now we're starting to ramp up inventory again, uh, just based on what we're hearing from customers and vendors. We got we got really great relationships with folks out there, and what they think they're going to need, and vendors can tell us what they think they're going to sell. And we kind of come to the point of yeah, we're going to buy this and stock this. And you know, sometimes we come up a little short, and we short some product on some customers. And then sometimes we we buy over. But uh, yeah, we we got at our corporate office, we have a whole department. Looking up and at that, as far as these trends and what's going on, and uh, you know, hopefully we don't have a flare-up, you know, a second round or what they're what calling for. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, we'll be monitoring that closely, and we'll adjust our service levels and, and do everything we possibly can to get the get our customers the product they need.
0: Is there anything in the transportation operations world that you you know take away from this situation as lessons learned that you'll implement no matter you know what moving forward?
2: Well, I, I think you'll see a little bit more diversification. As Mark alluded to earlier, you know the retail jumped dramatically, and and how we were servicing those customers. So I think you know we'll see see a bigger push to you know keep what we have, but kind of diversify a little bit more throughout our model.
1: But there's even some possible employee benefits. You know, we uh, outside of drivers, we made a lot of things available to employees in the office for work at home and things like that. So I think we learned a lot and I respect. What what works and what doesn't. So in the future, you know out-of-date certain needs, you know, uh, kind of some unexpected benefits that may have come out from this.
0: Yeah, a couple more questions here. One would be um, for you all working in you know the distribution transportation operations world, how how unique was this situation? Have you ever seen anything close to this that you would compare it to in your careers at this point?
2: If you really can't. Yeah. Uh, there's really nothing to compare it to. Just the, the impact that it had, added to the, the longevity that it's lasted. You know, we're we're all just praying to get back to to a, a normal, you know, kind of kind of working environment. Earlier in my career, you know, the strike with UPS, but you know that didn't last very long. Were some difficult times, but nothing on on the scale of, of what we've seen in the last few months.
1: Yeah, me and Brian have been around. A while in this business, and I, I can think back to thing, things, events like nine eleven, how that affected the industry I, I was in at the time. But it was it was kind of short lived till we got back to normal. And, and what we're dealing with now is completely different because the longevity of it is one thing, but also it may it may change the way people their dining habits they how, how they operate in the future. You know, so is a restaurant business going to get back to one hundred percent the way it was before? And we don't we're not quite sure. So sure, uh, yeah, this has definitely been something that. Uh, that was dealt
0: with before. And so, both of you mentioned you've, you've been in the industry a while. Uh, what is it about Dot Foods that you think is attractive that you enjoy about working there? And then, also thinking about you know, as you're going to hire more people in Delaware, what are you looking for uh, out of those people? What makes a good Dot Foods employee or team member?
1: Sure. I mean, well, first thing about uh, Dot Foods, uh, I've been the company three years. And I worked for some big companies out there and this is, this is the best company I've worked for yet. Uh, it all comes down to culture. A lot of t- companies can talk about family culture and family values and things like that. But this, this company actually lives it. Uh, the Tracy family is an amazing uh, just family to work for. They do care about their employees. and it, It's a tough business to be in. The food world is not an easy, <laughs> easy business to operate in. But you know what? Uh, uh, your opinions are respected. It's an open work environment. We're about solving issues. We're about innovative solutions and things like that. And, uh, you know, customers bring us problems, and that's what we're here for. We're here to solve And it's just fun to be a part of that. And it's it's in the food world, so it's kind of safe. Even the pandemic didn't kill our business. So, you know, uh, it's always going to be there. So, uh, yeah, I was just happy. I'm happy to second beer that I made.
2: As far as uh, what we're looking for in employees, uh, specifically drivers, because they're the ones that are out there in front of the customer representing Dot and our brand. So there, there's a lengthy process that we put drivers through, unlike anything they've ever been exposed to, uh, including a behavioral interview. You know, we want to know how they react in different situations because we want to put them in a position to be successful, not only personally, but professionally. You know, we want them out there representing God and in a positive light.
0: And how have you found the labor market uh, in Delaware as it relates to drivers?
2: Surprisingly well. Um, I was brought on back in October of 2018 uh, to begin hiring drivers in anticipation of uh, the DC opening here. So you know we've gone through some lulls, but overall you know we're about uh, the ratio is probably about one to seven, one to eight hiring that person. So we've had a pretty good applicant flow, um, and that's not certainly hasn't stopped in the last couple months. You know we've had to put a lot of people on hold until we started the hiring process back up. So we've got a pretty good bubble of people to, to get through over the next few months.
0: So what do you think people should look for from Dot .foods in those next few months as you kind of navigate back to normal? Uh, what will be the next kind of milestones, you think?
1: Well, I mean, we are, uh, like I said, we, we stopped hiring and stopped hiring frozen for a little while. Uh, we have headcount count goals to get to by the end of the year, and, and we're planning on getting there. You're any unforeseen circumstances. As far as Doc Foods, especially here in Delaware, it's all about continued growth. You know, this year in in July, we got another phase coming in of volume. Uh, And then in September, mid-September, we got a big phase coming in. That's just taking on more territory. So Delaware is picking up more more territory from our Maryland Distribution Center and our New York Distribution Center that we're taking on. So a lot of good things happening here. Uh, You know, and it's our success depends on the good people out there that we find to hire. Basically, what it comes down to.
0: Great. Yeah, continued growth is a is a great place to, to end this conversation. I appreciate you joining me today, giving me a little bit of a heads up on Dot Foods and uh, where you're going in Delaware, and you know how you've been navigating uh, current crisis. Thanks again, uh, Mark and Brian for joining me today.
2: Thanks a Thank lot, Troy. Appreciate it.
0: As a reminder to listeners, this Freight Friday edition of First State Insights was recorded on June eleventh, twenty twenty. To learn more about dot foods, visit dotfoods.com. For more information on the Delmarva Freight Working Group and its programming, visit willmapco.org/delmarva. That's all we have for this episode. I'm Troy Mix from the University of Delaware IPA. To learn more about IPA, you can visit us at bidenschool.udel.edu/ipa. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope you'll join us again soon for more First Date Insights.